The National Desk Conversations. America's News Now. I'm Jean Jeffcoat, and welcome to episode 60 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with attorney Paul Kaminar with the National Legal and Policy Center. The FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's private residence in Mar-a-Lago has ignited an extraordinary political storm. Joining us from the National Legal and Policy Center, Attorney Paul Kaminar. Thanks for joining us, Paul. We appreciate you joining us this morning. This was a historic move Thanks, by Jim. the Justice Department, the first time in history that a former president's home has been searched by the FBI. What would warrant such a, such a search? Why was this necessary? Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is totally outrageous to have this kind of a raid on uh, the former president's uh, home and also someone who's now uh, going to be probably running against uh, Biden, uh, whose Justice Department conducted the raid. Uh, there was no reason to do this. They, uh, he and his attorneys were cooperating with the National Archives, uh, who came down back in February, got 15 boxes of materials. Uh, they were down there in June. Uh, they were cooperating. They were going over uh, information and documents and maybe asking them to secure the room uh, with a, a padlock, et cetera. So there was no reason for this. And then they come in uh, in a fishing expedition. They go for nine hours uh, through the whole house. They went through uh, Melania's uh, wardrobe. Uh, they cracked uh, uh, Trump's safe. Uh, I mean, these are like Gestapo tactics here. So, so there was absolutely no reason for this. It was certainly uh, overkill. And you know, we've seen these kinds of raids before where we don't hear anything about what was found in a search. The story just somehow disappears and it's forgotten. And sometimes we also see the feds didn't find what they were looking for, perhaps, but they find something else. What's the process here? Because the timing of this has his supporters believing the FBI search is part of a Democratic strategy right before the midterms and also to stop him from running uh, for office again in 2024. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it certainly looks like this was politically motivated. And because it's a fishing expedition, uh, they're allowed to take any documents they see, even if it's unrelated to the National Archives issue uh, that's going on. And what's really troubling was that his attorneys were not allowed to accompany the FBI in their search to see what they were doing. Uh, we don't know uh, if once they find something, if they do, whether that document was there or did they plan it after the fact to save face. Uh, uh, but we won't know this until that affidavit is released. So uh, hopefully uh, the American people will see that soon and we'll see whether so the FBI had any information or the goods. So what's the protocol here? His attorneys were not allowed to. Is that typical in this kind of a situation? Can the FBI just come in and say, here's the affidavit, you have, you basically just have to say okay and surrender? Well, they don't even have to give you the affidavit. They, they actually gave the uh, search warrant, showed it to the Secret Service, but uh, generally that that looks like to be the case. So there should be some reforms here where, where the person should be able to uh, see what the FBI is going after. And number two, I mean, you have uh, police wear body cameras when they're arresting and, and searching uh, apartments, et cetera. The, uh, why, why don't we have uh, the FBI wear body cameras so we can see that there's no tampering uh, with evidence. But it is highly irregular uh, to go this far when they could have uh, issued a subpoena 
and, and, and come down as they did earlier. Uh, this was certainly uh, not justified. In Trump's statement about the FBI search, he compared his situation to that of his former Democratic rival Hillary Clinton, writing Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said even with Benghazi, they did not raid Hillary Clinton's home. Now, the Biden administration says they found out about this when the American people found out about it. And we always know and we always say that there is a separation of powers with the, the FBI, the DOJ, and the executive branch. They're supposed to be independent. This is something you're very familiar with since you taught on the separation of powers at Georgetown Law. How independent is it, and what do you make of what he said in regards to Hillary Clinton? Well, uh, yes, uh, it's clearly a, a dual system of justice here because Hillary Clinton got off scot-free with uh, deleting her 33,000 emails. She had uh, classified information. Nothing happened to her. And then you had uh, General Petraeus, who was Obama's CIA director, and they found uh, uh, information where he had uh, uh, diaries and information of uh, CIA agents, CIA co's, that he gave to his lover to do a biography on him. And what happened to him? Ah! slap on the wrist, misdemeanor, uh, uh, no big deal. So even if they do find something here, and I don't think they will, we have to have equal uh, justice here. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi described the FBI raid as a major step and said that not even a former president is not above the law. With these developments, though, what do you think is next for the investigation? What's next for Trump? <clears throat> well, what's next? Well, the FBI will have to put up or shut up here. They're going to have to release that affidavit, we'll see what they were going after, and then we'll see whether they found anything. And his attorneys, I'm sure, will file uh, various motions to, to quash uh, any documents that they find. But this is certainly overkill, and it certainly looks politically motivated. But even if there was something there, uh, they have to prove that he knew it, not his staff, because Trump doesn't pack all his boxes and so forth. He has staff to do that. So again, uh, the, the National Archives already were down there. They were cooperating. Uh, this was certainly not warranted. And you can hear Trump's voter base right now saying, if this can happen to a president, it can happen to you. Do you think this is going to embolden the Trump voters to get out and vote? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, even independents are outraged by the uh, Gestapo-type tactics here, not only against Trump, but you have the FBI going around uh, getting uh, Representative Scott Perry's cell phone, going uh, to a restaurant and, and, and getting John Eastman's cell phone after he was at dinner with his wife. Uh, th this is unbelievable. This look reminds me of, of what happens uh, with the Stasi uh, secret police in East Germany. Uh, so this is very troubling here, and the American people should be alarmed by the loss of civil liberties. Paul Kaminar, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. That's episode 60 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or you can stream it on our website, thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.